Hello and welcome back to Fridays at Work. Drew Moldenauer, Brennan Trimble, Nathaniel Benke. And we're back after a hiatus. Brennan went to Europe. Brennan, how are we doing today? Uh, doing good, Drew. It's good to be back with you. Um, talking again. Uh, obviously, we've had the last two weeks off as there was um, I was traveling and then Nate was moving across the country, or across the world. So um, good to be back. Um, happy to say I didn't encounter um, any pirates I couldn't handle. Okay, and, but there were some pirates. Oh, there were some pirates. Got it. Um, but nothing that was any that was out of my league. Um, and came back alive, which was one a kind of a pleasant surprise. Yep. And um, I think it exceeded some expect- expectations. So yeah, it, it definitely ex- exceeded my expectations. I was assuming I was going to have to do this uh, podcast with Nate only, but it's, so it's good to have you back. And the other big announcement is we are officially a international podcast as Nate Benke will be joining us from Germany uh, for our fantasy football segment coming up here. But due to his recent move, he actually did move a few days ago, uh, his availability is going to be limited for a little bit here, but he will be joining us for fantasy football uh, coming up here. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We missed a few weeks. Uh, Football is back. And a lot of you are probably preparing for your fantasy football drafts. Brennan, are you ready for ours? Um, not at all, but I'm excited to be talking about it with you guys today. Uh, looking forward to the draft. We're having it this weekend. I have another one on Labor Day weekend. Um, so looking forward to football being back. Hopefully the penalties um, lighten up a little bit compared to what they've been in the first couple of weeks of preseason here. Yeah, and we'll touch on that because there's a lot of stuff that needs to be broken down in the football world. And we've basically avoided it on the podcast so far. But we will be talking football, fantasy football, all that. We will be having uh, another guest join us. And it will actually be Brennan's girlfriend, Brittany Daniel. And what is she coming on to talk to us about? Uh, Brittany will be joining us to talk about the State Fair. She's actually a State Fair connoisseur. She's worked at one of the bars there the past couple of years um, she's going to give us some of her highlights of the fair and some of the insider tricks from uh, someone who's been around the block a few times. So yes, you will be listening to this podcast and you will learn all of the tips and tricks to the great Minnesota get-together, the State Fair, which is happening. It should be starting now by the time you're listening to this podcast, bearing any type of uh, weather or horrific event. Speaking of horrific events, uh, Donald Donald Trump back in the news today. Uh, his cohorts, a few of his cohorts, are probably going to jail and I think... Is this the end for him? Um, well, well, we can discuss that here once we get into it. But yeah, a couple of uh, guilty pleas issued today. Today's Tuesday. Um, and uh, things aren't looking great. We'll see what happens. Seems like sometimes uh, things b- news breaks like this and then nothing happens yeah. because we just move on to the next thing. Uh, this one seems like it's a little bit weightier, so looking forward to diving into it. Yep, we're going to take a short break. Then we will be back here on Fridays at Work. Drew Molnar, Brennan Trimble, and the international... Man of Mystery, Nate Benke, joining us live from, is he Prague, right? Prague right now, Germany soon. Prague right now, Germany soon, but keep it here on Fridays at Work. Welcome back to Fridays at Work. Nathaniel Benke, Brennan Trimble, and Drew Moldenauer. And unfortunately, because Nate has abandoned his country and moved over to uh, Europe, he doesn't get to partake in our government and political discussions anymore. And particularly, we have a doozy uh, today. For those of you who have been following the Donald Trump presidency, it has been marked with controversy from the start. A lot of it surrounding Donald Trump, but also a lot of it surrounding the people he surrounds himself with, specifically Paul Manafort, right? I'm saying his name Mm -hmm. right? And Michael Cohen. Paul Manafort was his campaign manager at one point, and Michael Cohen 
was his uh, was his personal lawyer, and I think he also had some ties to the campaign when it was running. Now, the big one was Cohen, but we'll start with Manafort. He was found guilty of eight financial crimes, tax evasion, misuse of campaign funds, and then there's 10 other charges that are still pending. But the big deal is he pled guilty and he's going to be charged and he might, he's he'll going to jail. likely go to jail, yes. For like 80 years is what yeah. I saw. Um, yeah, he'll uh, for sure end up in jail, uh, for sure have a pretty substantial monetary fine, I think. Um, and obviously it's... Um, Shows that where there's smoke, there's fire. Yep. Because literally minutes after this news broke and this trial was happening, um, like Cohen ended up pleading guilty to his accounts of uh, misuse of campaign funds, um, paying, bribery. Paying porn stars. Yeah, exactly. Um, being directed by the President of the United States to do those things is what he committed or admitted to today. So do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, so the Michael Cohen one is, I think, the worst one for Donald Trump. Because he basically pled guilty to being Donald Trump's fixer. And what I mean by fixer is anytime Donald Trump had a problem, Michael Cohen there was to clean it up with a checkbook, specifically the Stormy Daniels situation. So the plea deal he did agree with, with the state of New York, he admitted guilt on eight charges and acknowledged that he had discussed or made hush payments to two women alleging affairs with Trump in order to keep damaging information from public at the direction of and in coordination with a candidate for federal office. Obviously, that's referring to Trump. I love that. In quotes, a candidate for federal office. Yeah. He didn't want to say it directly, but obviously... We know who the candidate was. Yeah. And then one of the women that he did pay off was Stormy Daniels, who came out earlier and basically said this, and now it is confirmed what's Don going to do here. Is he done? I mean, the Manafort stuff... I think is bigger in scope because I'm sure Donald did have some ties to some of those financial crimes, but there, there's no way to tie him to it. This Michael Cohen guy would, has been in Trump's inner circle for decades, and he basically just said, yeah, I paid people off at the direction of the president. Yeah, and obviously using funds and doing it for that reason is like a federal crime, that yeah. if he was... Directed to commit a federal crime by the uh, President of the United States while he was running his campaign, you gotta think that that's the straw that's gonna break the camel's back for Donald Trump. Um, like I said in the intro, you don't know. Sometimes things just pass bizarrely that you, like, literally just apparently no one cares about things. Uh, I don't think that'll be the case this time. Um, you gotta think that Congress will take a move to action. Um, I'm not sure if it gets to impeachment, but. Uh, I would not be surprised if that uh, was the road it started down. Yeah, and it was. You'll see Trump. I think he already came out and denied. He he hasn't said, he hasn't commented as of yet on the Cohen uh, guilty plea, but he did comment on the Manafort plea, and he basically said there's no collusion. There's nothing that I did with him that was misuse. Blah 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 blah. And there's even some people on Twitter that were saying that Trump might pardon him at his rally tonight in West Virginia. The rally's happening, and I haven't seen he's done that yet. How, if you're part of Trump's PR team, what are you doing this week? Are you taking his phone and saying, stay the hell off Twitter, you imbecile? It is an episode of Veep, I can only <laughs> imagine. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I would be trying to get out as fast as I can if I was uh, on his team in the White House right now. I would be trying to find a way out. 
Uh, but I'm not sure. It just seems like it's, it'd be absolute chaos. Yeah, and, and I'm trying, I was reading on Twitter and on the internet of any type of strategy that Trump has right now, and the biggest one that came to everyone's head is just shut up, do your job, don't do anything that's going to draw any attention. There's nothing you can do to benefit the yeah, situation. Yeah, just try and bide your time and be quiet for a while. But, but oh, that's not going to be the case. No, 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 no. And we're, like we said, we're recording this on Tuesday. So by the time this drops on Friday, there may be some more information out there. But like Brennan said, this is a massive deal. The Cohen deal more because Trump is specifically named in the guilty plea. And this is straight collusion. He was paying off people so he could win the presidency. Yeah, that's like... I believe the term is hot part part the two the things that Cohen admitted to today in implicate Donald Trump in high crimes and misdemeanors which is grounds for impeachment yeah and we'll see what happens and this is the other route I want to go down let's say Donald Trump decides not to pay these women off that he slept with and let's say during his candidacy and his campaign against Hillary Clinton it comes out that Donald Trump has cheated on his wife and it's confirmed that he did do you think he still wins the election to be honest i think he does because his people are a little bit out there yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. um but i don't know the election the way the election numbers turned was weird so i don't know i probably couldn't say whether he wins or loses it but i still think it would be competitive i don't think that would have changed most of the tides yeah i I saw people online saying that he had to do this because there's no way he won and would have won the election i don't know if that's completely true like you said i i still think it's very competitive and close i i don't think that the revelation that donald trump cheated on his wife moves the needle that much because we all know donald trump cheats on his wife yeah i don't know yeah that wouldn't be shocking news to me um, when the election was happening to have them say, oh yeah, I've slept around a lot. Yeah. I, I, I probably sh- appreciate the honesty, to be honest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's bragged about it before he became a public figure in the public eye. So, I don't know. This is a very unique time uh, for our country. And we're actually getting a, a surprise guest appearance early. Is Brittany coming here with some pizza? Maybe, but... <laughs> she was enticed with the Donald Trump conversations. Now she's giggling. But anyway, any final thoughts on our president potentially being impeached? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next 72 hours to, to a week. And um, I'm not sure what, what's going to happen, but certainly Twitter will be entertaining. Yeah, and next week we're hope, hoping to get Nate and the Europeans' perspective on this uh, whole thing. Because I'm sure Nate and all those crazy Europeans have a lot of opinions on Donald Trump in general and the whole situation here. Anyway, so we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Brittany Daniel. She's going to break down the 2018 Minnesota State Fair and hopefully bring in some pizza for us because we're very hungry. Keep it here on Fridays at Work. Welcome back to Fridays at Work. We are the Minnesota-based podcast. Well, two-thirds of us, Nate, is over in Germany, but he, he he's, hails from Minnesota, so we'll count him in there. And the cool part about Minnesota is... We have one of, I think we actually do have the best state fair around. I mean, it's world-renowned. I'm pretty sure Vince Vaughn shows up every once in a while. So it's a big deal. And it's actually, Brennan, when did it start? Was it 1859 the state fair started? It was the year after Minnesota was actually granted a state, or granted statehood, I guess. 
Um, so pretty much as long as Minnesota's been around, the great Minnesota get-together has been around. Yeah, 1859, and it's been getting better and better every year. And when this podcast drops on Friday, it will be in full swing. So in the spirit of the great Minnesota get-together, Brennan and I decided to bring in a extra special, extra special guest her name is Brittany Daniel. She's an expert on the State Fair because she actually works in the State Fair. Brittany, how are we doing today? Good. I'm well. Happy to be here with you guys. Happy to have you here. So, Brittany, how long have you been involved with the State Fair? And can you kind of give the listeners an idea of what you do? Sure, yeah. I wish I could say 1859, but <laughs> this year is I'm my... I'm thankful you can't <laughs> say 1859. This year's my third year working at the State Fair. Okay. And I work at Cafe Carib. It is a bar along the bar strip by the Midway and the DNR building, if you're familiar. Um, great place to work, owned by a lovely local family, and excited to be back again this year. So can we just get that this out of the way right now? If uh, someone goes up to the bar to you and mentions Fridays at work, will they get a free beer? I wish I could say that, but I would <laughs> love to see someone at Fridays at work show up. So you've been involved the last three years. What's your favorite part about the fair? I mean, you're there basically every day or at least every weekend day. So you're there in the full swing. What's your favorite part about the fair? Right. Um, I love the fair. I've been going ever since I was a little kid. I'm one of those people that goes all day, all night. Um, but my favorite part is definitely just walking around, trying out the new foods. Um, now that I am above drinking age, I love to participate in all the different beers that the fair has to offer. There's a fun fact. There's no liquor served at the fair. Nothing. No really? liquor. Yep. Just mm. beer, wine, and sparkling seltzers or, or whatever, but no liquor at the fair anywhere. So if you, you heard it here first, if you do want to drink a vodka soda, you're going to have to bring it in on a water bottle. Do they search you? Um, but the trick is for bringing your vodka is to go to the lemonade stand and you'll have the best vodka lemonade. You do have to smuggle it. Okay. Got to smuggle it. Um, Han Solo style. And then you, uh, can go to the lemonade stand. So we asked you your favorite part. Being a worker there, I'm sure there's some things you don't like. What's your least favorite part about the great Minnesota get together? I think it's about everyone's, um, least favorite part is the crowds. You do have to kind of get accustomed to that. So with that, I just say, um, you know, Take your time, make sure to give ample amount of time, anything that you're going to do, you'll probably be waiting, you'll probably be hot, but just have a positive attitude and and enjoy it. What is, so you you just gave us a tip there, and I I got more, I guess, questions regarding tips. If I want to go this year and try some crazy new food, do you got any recommendations on crazy new foods? I I think last year I had crocodile or alligator. Is there anything crazy out there that I could try this Mm. year? Well, I have a shameless plug, Ooh. but um, at the cafe, Cafe Crepe, this summer, um, they're actually going to have an ahi tuna poke bowl. So kind of really cute. Um, I know that that's a big thing these days. Okay. Um, something light and refreshing, opposed to all the deep fried food, things like that. So I'll definitely be trying that, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. So, Bren- Brittany, this question is probably more for Brennan. Um a lot of us guys out there, the problem with the fair is we go there and maybe some gals too, but I, just the guys I've talked about, talked to is we always go and eat way too much. 
Do you plan on overeating this year, or are you going to take an easy? Um, see, the key, I think, to eating at the state fair is you got to have a partner and buy in, like, whether it's pairs but it, or groups is even better. Because you don't really need to eat 50 cheese curds, but you definitely want to have, like, four to seven. Yeah. Um, same with, like, um, 10 to 12. Martha's cookies. Like, you don't yep. eat a whole thing. If you eat a whole thing, you're going to be sick. But um, great to be able to share it with people. So I'd recommend going in groups. Um, being willing to try different things and just have a few bites of each item, I think is the best way to do the food because then you can eat a lot of different things uh, without feeling like you're going to keel over, which is, especially if it's hot out, like yeah. a certain risk. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's the most overrated part? This question can be for both of you guys. What do you think is the most overrated food or just part of the fair in general? Um, deep fried, like sweet stuff. I don't know, maybe it's just because I don't really like it, but like deep fried candy bars and Twinkies and Oreos and stuff like that. I'm not really a fan of, like, that suite of things, so in my opinion, that's the most overrated. My opinion would probably be, hate to say it, but I'm not big on the barnyard animals. Yeah. It smells, it's yeah. hot, like, there's, they're cute, but there's so many people. Some of them aren't cute. Some I of them just, have, I could pass. Yeah, yeah. They, I'm not a big fan of the Miracle of Birth Center. No, no yeah, but, I don't need that. Yeah, this is... You're a, right. A lot of the livestock and, like, agriculture stuff... Fascinating for those who are fascinated by it, but I am not one of them. Yeah, that that, that was that was gonna my actual overrated part was gonna be the miracle of birth center. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that like that. I'm not a not a not a fan. <laughs> Gets me to places I don't really want to be mentally. <laughs> um, the okay biggest under the radar thing that you would recommend, um, kind of Brennan and Brittany's secret thing that happens at the fair that not a lot of people know about. Uh, my favorite thing to do at the fair, and I'll consider it the most underrated, even though it may not be underrated, um, is the Sky Glider, the one that's like a chairlift version, yep. not the enclosed one. Yep. Um, that it's got, way better than the, the enclosed yeah, one. The chairlift one, it's like, you can get round trip, it's like 15 minutes, it's like $4, so some good value there, um, and you get awesome people watching as you get to fly above everyone, good conversation, a good way to get out of the crowds and get some fresh air, some of the breeze. Um, I definitely love the Sky Glider. I probably go on it once, if not twice, every time I'm there. Um, my favorite is going to the Liney Lodge, Liney Kugels, although yes. not Minnesota-based. But um, they have a sample hour. I can't remember what it is, but every hour at that time, maybe like 4 o'clock, they give out samples. So you can try some of their new beers or things like that. And you can also enjoy them um, with live music, which I think is really nice. Yeah, I, the live music at the State Fair, it's all over the place and it's awesome. That was one of my underrated aspects because you can just walk around and find new bands and any type of music that you'd like. But, Brennan, you might remember this. It, I've looked for it almost every year at the fair since we saw it and I haven't seen it since. It's the Journey to the Center of the Lung exhibit. It was a. It was put on by the... Was it tobacco? Yeah, anti-tobacco. Anti, yeah, yeah anti-tobacco. Very anti-tobacco. CDC not, probably. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was like tucked back in the corner. It was super weird. And you went into this like trailer and it was... Um, like a virtual reality ride. Yeah, and it would shrink you down and you'd go into the lung. You'd go into a healthy lung and then you'd go into a smoker's lung. And I mean, I was 16 when I wrote this thing. I'm never touching a cigarette. It changed me. Yeah, that and that was certainly it was air conditioned in there. Yeah, it was nice. It was super hot. Yeah, yeah. That's a good thing you brought up the journey to the center along. It has been a while. If I definitely keep an eye out for it when I go, but haven't thought about it in a while. So. I'm I'm 24 years old. I've gone every year since I was 16. So for the last seven years, I've looked for it, and or I guess six. Uh, when I was 16, I went and I have not seen it in the last six years. Since. Those were good memories inside yeah. there. Yeah, we'll we'll find it. We'll find it. It'll be back. Uh, but. Final question. Every year, there's more and more cool foods. We talked about it a little bit with your recommendation. 
what food should we be trying this year? Um, this year there's actually a new vendor, um, Nordic Waffles. Oh, Waffles. Um, I'm not a big waffle person. But oh, I'm their, huge waffle. Their image was like a waffle breakfast sandwich melt oh. all day. So I'm big into the all day breakfast, and I think I definitely have to try that. Okay, all right. Waffles. Brandon, you got any? Um, I was actually there today to drop off Brittany for training at the state fairgrounds and saw a turkey leg truck get in an accident. Ooh. So I'm going to be scouting out that turkey leg yeah. truck, uh, yeah. seeing how what shape it's in. Yeah. I don't know if I'll get any food there, but that's yeah. the most actual oh, excited I am for to see a vendor, see yeah. what's all its ties. Yeah, you, should, you guys should all check go check in on the turkey leg then make sure everything's okay there's not any uh injuries anything like that uh hate to see the turkey leg truck go down wish it would have been more of a maybe a, a lesser food maybe i don't know salad, tur- salad, salad, salad truck, truck. yeah don't want the turkey truck or turkey leg truck going down uh but Brittany, thank you very much for coming on we really appreciate it i think you're our third or fourth ever guest but you're a first female guest so you're you're breaking down barriers here on fridays at work so huge supporter huge supporter brandon any final thoughts um, I'm excited for the state fair. Looking forward to going this weekend. Looking forward to eating some good food. Uh, hopefully the weather stays nice and isn't too hot or raining. Yes. And make sure you guys all hydrate when you're at the fair because people like pass out. With water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Specifically. Yeah, with water. Use it, mix in a water every now and again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we're going to take a short break and we will be right back here uh, to talk a little fantasy football football with the international man, Nate Benke. He'll be joining us from Prague. Keep it here on Fridays at Work. This is Fridays at Work, and we're excited to announce that we are now a international podcast. We have Brennan Trimble and myself, Drew Molnar, broadcasting from the great state of Minnesota and the great country of the United States of America. But our third host, who is joining us for our third and final segment, Nathaniel Benke, is joining us live from Europe. Nate, where exactly are you in Europe? I am just outside of Prague in the Czech Republic. And that's uh, nice. just east of Germany. Were they on our side in World War II? Um, well, they were occupied by the Nazis, but yes, they, they would have been on our side in World War II. All right. Oh. They also didn't exist. Well, I, well was the, was if the area was around. Okay. All right. I just need to make sure that you're in the right country. Um, Nate, what's the best part about being in Europe so far? You're officially there. Uh, torn up your American citizenship. Uh, papers and now you're over there what's the what's the best part um the beer the beer is definitely the best part oh yeah and i get to see my girlfriend that's also nice. yeah that, that, that's that's okay right right below the beer i should like take offense if you just said beer <laughs> right below the beer uh so nate you're just joining us here brennan and i just finished up a, a conversation regarding uh donald trump and his cohorts well his former cohorts that are now probably going to jail. Before we get to fantasy football, you're being you're in Europe, so you're kind of on the outside looking in here. What are your thoughts, I guess in a nutshell, of what happened uh, this week with Donald Trump and Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort? Yeah, so if you remember when we filmed the Helsinki Summit uh, segment, I was like, this is going to go away next week. This is not going to go away next week. We're... Uh, this has been the one constant from beginning to end, and uh, it's looking like it's it's coming closer to an end than it is staying at a beginning. How do the people people in Czech Republic feel about uh, Donald Trump and the U.S. government? Well, um, thankfully, I actually haven't had anyone 
hear my accent and then immediately ask me about Donald Trump because that's how it was <laughs> during the election when I was yeah. in Germany. But uh, yeah, no, no one has commented so far, so I don't know. Probably not yeah, positive. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, but we're going to move on now to fantasy football. And it's officially fantasy football season. I always say when you get to week three of the preseason, basically after those games, that's when you got to do the draft because the starters aren't going to be playing in uh, week four and the chance of injury goes low. So the majority of drafts are happening probably starting this weekend up to uh, Thursday night football where the Saints will be taking on the Eagles uh, to open the NFL season. Brennan, we'll start with you. Let's take it from a high level. What are your thoughts, I guess, any surprises that we're looking at at this fantasy football season? Is there a player we should be looking out for? Or what's what's your take so far with fantasy football? Um, so one thing that I'm keeping an eye on is the way the NFL is going to be calling penalties. Because if they are going to continue to call penalties like they have in the preseason, uh, that favors heavily the offensive player. Um, so running backs, especially big running backs, become quite a bit more valuable uh, just because they'll be impossible to bring down. So they'll be able to get a lot of yards after uh, or yards after contact or yards after a catch. Um, so I'm looking at some of more of those kind of workhorse kind of guys, even if they're big wide receivers on the outside, people that will be a little tougher to bring down who can get some of those extra yardages uh, with the new penalties involved. Nate, who, I guess, top three players on your draft board? We haven't decided the order in our league yet. But uh, who are the top three players on your draft board right now? Uh, Devin Hester, Jermaine Curse, and uh, uh, I can't think of a third one. I, I don't think the NFL these days? in the NFL. Say Jay Cutler, I dare you. Are, are we, are, are we going to say Brett Favre and Aaron Hernandez next? Is that, is yeah, that, is that who we're going through? Yeah, <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, so I actually participated uh, as a helper in a draft last night, and some – very it was a very unique top five I guess top three because I think there's three players that are pretty interchangeable actually four players uh Todd Gurley Ezekiel Elliott Le'Veon Bell and Kareem Hunt out of those four players who do you guys like and why at the number one pick um I like Le'Veon Bell because he knows he's playing for the contract of his life next season got one year deal left with the Steelers on a franchise tag um, and then we'll be looking to sign elsewhere because they weren't able to come to agreements this offseason. So he'll be playing for a large guaranteed check. Uh, so assuming he's able to stay on the field injury and extracurricular-wise, uh, I think Le'Veon Bell is the pick to go with at the top. Nate? Well, uh, it was between Hunt, Bell, Elliot, and... Uh, Gurley. Gurley. Yeah, I, I would pick Gurley. Um Personally, having been destroyed on two occasions last season where, I don't know, he scored maybe 40 points both times, I I would probably pick him. Yeah, and there was actually, this is kind of breaking news, but I don't know if you uh, guys heard about Travis Frederick, who is five-time Pro Bowl offensive lineman for the uh, Cowboys, probably one of the best offensive linemen in the league, just announced he has an autoimmune disorder and he's unsure if he'll play this year. I think that takes a hit to uh, Ezekiel Elliott's fantasy production, obviously. I think Kareem Hunt, as a rookie last year, might have caught a little bit of lightning in a bottle, uh, so I'm not too sure about him. I think the guys are Todd Gurley and um, um, 
uh, Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, I, I think, lost my thought there. I think also in that group you could probably include like David Johnson from Arizona. Yeah. Um, maybe Saquon Barkley, the rookie out of Penn State. We'll see how he performs. I know he has thighs the size of sequoia trees. So yeah, no, no, bigger than that. They're like, people. Um, so yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. The top kind of ten running backs are uh, pretty valuable. Uh, Let's move to wide receivers. Let's move to wide receivers. Uh, as someone who was spurred by Odell Beckham Jr. last year, he's up pretty high, and I actually think he went sixth in the draft that I went last night. Would you be taking o- When do you take Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, I have a couple of running back or a couple of wide receivers ahead of Odell. I'd rather have Oto- Antonio Brown. Um, I would take Julio Jones probably ahead of him. Um, Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, but I would say Odell's right around the 10th pick. Um, yep. For sure top 15. I think if he gets past 15, he's a steal. Um, I think if you take him top five, that's a bold choice. So yeah. Somewhere between five and 15, I think, is where Odell falls. Yeah, I, I, I personally think I would take uh, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, all before I'd take uh, Andre, or excuse me, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I'd just don't believe a lot in his fantasy production. Moving over to quarterbacks, Nate, it looks like the top quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. Is there any quarterbacks that you could see falling very, very late that someone could pick up that would be productive, preferably? Well, I always got to go with my man, Matt Stafford. He's a guy who (laughs) continually breaks his leg and comes back in and (laughs) <laughs> Chuck's like three more touchdowns. I thought you were going to say Mitch Trubisky of the Chicago Bears. No, he he. you could get him very late, but it would probably not work out well for you. Unless you're in like a 40-man league. <laughs> Wouldn't consider it. Yeah, I, I think the best strategy in fantasy football is take, especially in our league where we have two flex players, take as many running backs and wide receivers that are going to provide value right away and take your quarterbacks, tight ends, defense kickers late. Do you guys agree with that strategy, or are you thinking quarterback first, second round? The only way I'm taking a quarterback in the top three rounds, really, is if I have a shot at basically Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, I can get value at quarterback in the seventh, eighth, ninth round. I don't need to do that um, in the top three, five rounds, no. Sleepers, who's someone that everyone, every year fantasy football experts are trying to point out sleepers, and I'm pretty sure like 95% of them, expert sleepers are always wrong. Do you guys have any sleepers that you're most likely going to be wrong about? Um, well, usually I'm always wrong about every receiver that I draft anyway. So uh, I might as well go with Kevin uh, White this year. because oh, Number one option. No, nobody knows how well he'll do. First round pick. People forget Kevin White was a first round pick. Yeah, it's his third year in a row being a first round pick. <laughs> we'll see how he does. Brennan, do you got a sleeper? Um, I'm going to piggyback off of Nate's Matt Stafford pick, but go with his, some of his cor- his uh, wide receivers. Someone like Golden Tate, maybe. Um, some Marvin Jones. That, yeah, Marvin Jones. Some of those guys who, um, especially in the Lions, who everyone just assumes is bad. Um, I think Stafford is underrated, um, so I would be curious to see if uh, one of those Detroit wide receivers uh, have a pretty big year. I'm, I'm going to – two of the guys I'm about to mention might not be sleepers, but the first one, Julian Edelman, he's suspended for the first four games, 
But yesterday, he fell to the 10th round in the draft that I was in. So Julian Edelman, I think, is much... If he's suspended, he's going to fall. And if you can get him and put him on your bench for four games, I think that's uh, sleeper-worthy. You get him as you're kind of flowing through. He's a nice little add-on. He'll be Tom Brady's first or second option. And then the other guy... Uh, once again, probably not a sleeper, but I think he might be Aaron Rodgers' number one weapon, number two weapon with Devontae Adams, Jimmy Graham, who is healthy for the first time in three years. He's in an offense that is familiar. It's like more like Drew Brees. I know he struggled in Seattle, but I don't think that was the offense that he's meant to be in. This is more of an air it out type. He's with a quarterback that was like that is like Drew Brees. I think Jimmy Graham is someone who's had a few down years, so you might be able to get him a little bit later. So Jimmy Graham and Julian Edelman are two guys. I don't know if they're sleepers in my opinion, but more late round guys that could provide you a ton of value. Um, but as we wrap here, wrap up here on fantasy football, do you guys have any final thoughts or advice to those listening that might be in drafts this weekend? I'm looking forward to half of my enjoyment of the actual draft is drafting against and the mental part of the battle so i'm looking forward to that i love the dynamic of fantasy football um, i'm looking forward to actually being able to watch football on sundays again um, it's nice being in the working world where fall is a much more welcomed uh, season than it is when you have to go back to school um, so i'm looking forward to some cooler weather some football uh, and then talking smack with you guys throughout the season nate any advice or thoughts that you can give to the listeners preparing for their draft well, if you're looking for a last-minute addition to your league, always pick someone who is like a hardcore fan because then they will always draft people that they shouldn't. And yes, uh, that's, true. that's what makes like leagues fun because you always have one or two people who are just like that. you got a guy who's picking like Jarius Wright or um, he's trying to pick Harrison Smith in the wide receiver position. Huge Vikings fan. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Rob trying to draft every Viking yes. player available. Yeah, that's yeah. We have one of those in our leagues that will draft every Viking available. But we also got some hardcore Packer fans that I imagine Aaron Rodgers will be gone in the first round as well. Uh, so it's a, that, Nate. That's actually a good point. It, I would love to have someone in the league that's like a hardcore Jets fan. <laughs> so he's really reaching for some bad players, like really, really reaching because. The Vikings and Packers are good teams, so when you reach for a player, it's not that horrible. But if we had like a Buccaneers fan or a Jets fan or a Browns fan that's really, really reaching, I, I that would be entertaining to me. <laughs> that, wait, how early do you think uh, Rob ends up drafting uh, Kirk Cousins? That's what I'm waiting to see. Second round? No, I'd say if he's got number one overall pick, there's no other option. you got to go with <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Uh, but anyway, that was our show. It's the first international show. We had two guys in Minnesota, one guy out in the Czech Republic who was on the American side in World War II, for those of you who were wondering. Nate, how's it feel to be doing the podcast from across the pond? It's not bad. Um, there's no AC, but, uh, you know, weather's nice enough. Did they not have AC in Europe? Have they not invented that yet? No, it's because it's bad for the environment. They don't. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. Classic Europeans. Anyway, uh, we will see everyone next week. We hope you guys all enjoy your fantasy football drafts following Donald Trump and his plight, as well as the state fair. 
Uh, remember, Brennan, where's Brittany at? Where do they go visit Brittany? She'll be at Cafe Carib uh, near the uh, Midway Ride area. Yeah, mention Fridays at work. You might get a free beer. Actually, I think she said you won't, but you might get a smile out of the bartender, which could could involve free beers. I don't know. Brennan? Yeah, I don't know. If I'm there and you come and say Fridays at work, I'll buy you a beer. Deal. All right, you heard it here first. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Fridays at Work, as well uh, at on Twitter at Fridays at Work. We will see everyone next week. Have a safe and enjoyable weekend. And thanks for listening.